Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. This morning, the energy market reopens. Electricity companies back in power as the worst of the crisis subsides. Get your booster, the new vaccine push, plus the COVID drug you can pick up in pharmacies. Horror in Afghanistan. The death toll from an earthquake climbs over a thousand. One of Australia's top swimming coaches charged with abusing teenagers in his squad, and the hunt for three teenagers who filmed themselves joyriding in a stolen Ute. This is Seven News with Jody Spears. Good morning. As we go to air, the energy operator's control over the East Coast electricity market is gradually being lifted after a week of warnings and volatility. Political reporter Jennifer Beshwati is in Canberra with the details. Good morning, Jen. Is the worst behind us? Good morning, Jody. Well, it certainly appears that way. As of an hour ago, the uh, suspension of the Australian East Coast energy market has been lifted. Power companies will now be able to operate ve- with very few constraints. The first step to reopening is setting the market price again. Then, if all goes well, tomorrow AEMO will completely lift the suspension. It follows that unprecedented move by the operator last week to take control of the entire electricity market over fears of black. The federal government says that despite these significant challenges in the grid over the last couple of weeks, they have been able to avoid blackouts and load shedding, and they're now confident that there is enough supply in the grid to keep the lights on going forward. But the market is still volatile. Any unscheduled outages um, and things can change at any minute. There will also be an investigation into the series of events that led to the suspension in the first place, and Australians are being warned to brace for. Uh, more shock on their bill as all these factors, and of course the uh, continuing international instability means that consumers will have to bear the cost. So, Jody, it appears the worst of the crisis is over, but the challenges remain. Okay, Jen, thank you. In an effort to combat the strain on our hospital system, the Albanese government is pushing to increase the uptake of COVID treatments. Under a new proposal, those who test positive would be urged to ask their doctors about taking antiviral pills, which are already listed on the PBS. A new vaccination campaign has also been launched, encouraging more Australians to get their COVID booster and their flu jab. 
A humanitarian disaster is unfolding in Afghanistan where the death toll from a powerful earthquake has risen to more than 1,000. More than 1,500 people were injured when the 6.1 magnitude tremor hit the epicentre in the country's southeast. It's the deadliest earthquake to hit Afghanistan in 20 years. The Taliban has appealed for international help to assist with the rescue effort. Nurses and midwives in New South Wales have declared they're walking off the job a day after teaching unions announced their own strike. Members of the Nurses and Midwives Association will stop work for up to 24 hours next Tuesday, affecting as many as 80 hospitals. The union argues the state government hasn't addressed staffing ratios in its latest budget. Two people have been killed and two others badly hurt in a horror crash south of Brisbane. The driver died along with a passenger who was just 15 years old when their sedan hit a tree and flipped at Stockley. Another male passenger was critically injured and spent the night in hospital and a 20-year-old woman is in a serious but stable condition. All four are believed to be related. Australian swimming has been rocked by bombshell allegations levelled at one of its most successful coaches. 76-year-old Dick Kane, who coached a number of Olympic and world champions, was arrested by police in New South Wales yesterday, accused of sexually abusing two of his former pupils in the 1970s. He was granted bail after telling a magistrate he's terminally ill with roughly six months to live. It's been revealed Lisa Wilkinson has requested the services of one of the country's top lawyers after her Logie speech prompted the Brittany Higgins rape trial to be delayed. Just hours after he appeared on Sunrise yesterday, the president of the Australian Bar Association, Matthew Collins, was contacted by the 10 Network and Wilkinson. It's not just um, the risk of prejudicing a jury, but there can also be risks to the reputations of individuals. Clearly this was ill-advised. It's understood Wilkinson could face contempt of court charges over the speech. Collingwood has confirmed star forward Jordan Dugowie will take personal leave after his scandal-plagued trip to Bali. The 26-year-old hasn't been seen at the club since he returned from Indonesia on Sunday and was given a suspended fine over the incident. He will miss this weekend's clash with GWS. Police in Queensland are on the hunt for three teenage girls who filmed themselves speeding in a stolen ute. They allegedly stole the Toyota Hilux while the owner was coaching an under-16s AFL team and then live-streamed themselves speeding down Brisbane's Gateway Motorway. The car was locked, um, keys were hidden in the bag. They decided to, uh, to ruffle through the bag and take the car. It's thought the girls are around 15 years old. A jealous jumping castle operator has admitted he masterminded a string of arson attacks to wipe out his rivals. James Balcombe orchestrated 10 attacks on competitors in 2017 in a bid to become Melbourne's number one party hire company. He even arranged for his own property to be set on fire to cover his tracks. Police eventually caught up with him in Perth, where he'd been living under a fake name and a disguise. He's pleaded guilty but is yet to be sentenced. South Australia's police union has passed a vote of no confidence in the state's new policing model and is calling for an overhaul. It claims SAPOL's new district model has failed frontline officers and the community and won't work while there's still a crippling staff shortage. It's been revealed failed academy applicants are being asked to try again to make up the numbers. 
More than 100 e-scooter riders have been fined this week as Queensland police crack down on dangerous behaviour. They're targeting riders who speed, text and don't wear helmets. One was nabbed twice in just six minutes. Uh, so today you're going to get another infringement notice, unfortunately, for yourself. So that's the second one today. It's just dangerous. Um, we have too many crashes and too many injuries as a result. It's the first stage of a year-long safety action plan. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you're not alone. New studies have revealed Australians are still adjusting to life out of lockdown. The pandemic has wrought havoc on sleep patterns, but there is expert advice to help. For most, sweet dreams were hard to come by during the worst of the pandemic, and for a quarter of us, that's still the case. There's always a, a, a stress worrying about elderly family members and uh, when you get sick. It probably interrupted it because the daily routine changed quite a bit. In a new study from Monash University, 45% of participants reported changes to their dreams early in the pandemic. We think it's more around the stress and uncertainty um, with those increasing stress hormones in the brain. People who developed insomnia were also more likely to experience nightmares. We saw a lot of participants dreaming about really scary things like being in survival, wars, disasters and even death. To improve sleep, experts suggest reducing lighting at night, avoiding devices before bed, waking up at the same time and getting plenty of sunlight. In addition, a lot of people have turned their bedrooms into work environments and optimally we should be leaving our bedrooms and our beds just for going to sleep. If sleep problems persist for more than three months after making changes to your bedtime routine, the advice is to speak with your GP about other treatment options. One of the first things I would ask that person is about their mood and the state of anxiety. Ashley Kanowski, 7 News. Australian travellers are paying the price as our airlines battle to recover from lockdowns. The latest figures show just 64% of domestic flights arrived on time last month. Jetstar had the largest number of flight disruptions, while Qantas cancelled 7.5% of its flights in May. The pandemic and bad weather are being blamed. Crown will finally be able to open its high roller Sydney casino, winning approval from the gaming industry regulator. The tables have gone unused for 18 months. Crown's new owner, US private equity giant Blackstone, takes control tomorrow after a damning inquiry forced a company clean-out. An official opening date hasn't yet been set. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is up 131 points, the Nasdaq rose 79, in London the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX also lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed down 97 points, Hong Kong's Hang Seng was down, the All Lords lost 19 points and the ASX 200 dropped 15. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,842 US dollars an ounce, oil is 106 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 69.31 US cents, 94 for Japanese yen and $1.10 New Zealand. The US Senate is a step closer to passing the first major gun safety legislation in a generation. Let's go live to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. This is a major breakthrough. 
Morning, Jody. It is the US among first world countries notorious for hanging on to its rights to own a guns. C guns. Conservatives in this country in particular see that uh, gun ownership is part of their uh, signal of freedom, if you like, and so have resisted change over many years. The shooting, though, in Uvalde, Texas, in the elementary school there almost one month ago, uh, bringing Democrats and Republicans together in the Senate and finally, yesterday, 64 to 34, the vote in favour of bringing new legislation forward that would tighten gun uh, ownership in this country for the first time in almost three decades. The measures are not major by international standards. They toughen red flag laws, which will allow more readily for the confiscation uh, of weapons from those who might pose a threat. Uh, and they also uh, toughen some other restrictions on purchases, no talk of banning the kind of assault weapons that were used at Uvalde and in other massacres, but a sig significant step nonetheless. This, as the mayor in the town of Uvalde, has confirmed that Rob Elementary, the school in which uh, that shooting that killed 21 people took place, will be demolished. It's my, my, my understanding, and, my, and I had this discussion with uh, the superintendent, that school will be demolished. You can never ask a child to go back or a teacher to go back in that school ever. The, de the demolition of the school is not unprecedented in America after the Sandy Hook massacre a decade ago in Connecticut. That school too was demolished. Jody. Makes sense, Tim. Thank you. There's been a dramatic rescue in the US. Emergency workers dragging a toddler from a burning home. Police officers could be seen breaking a window and frantically trying to reach the three-year-old boy after his home went up in flames in Wisconsin. A firefighter in a breathing apparatus entered the burning building and handed the frightened child to the officers. Two adults also managed to escape unharmed. Traces of the polio virus have been found during a routine sewage inspection in London. It's the first time the disease has been detected in the UK in decades. Authorities have declared a national incident concerned it could spread in the community. It's likely the virus was shed by someone recently vaccinated against polio in a country where the virus has not yet been eradicated. The Queen has held an audience at Windsor Castle with New South Wales Governor Margaret Beasley. Her Majesty, pictured without a walking stick, beamed as she received Governor Beasley in the Oak Room. Meantime in London, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have attended the unveiling of a memorial to mark Windrush Day. The statue commemorates the arrival of 500 Caribbean immigrants on the ocean liner Empire Windrush in 1948. A life-saving treatment for people with potentially deadly heart disease will soon be covered by Medicare. It's specifically for thousands of aortic stenosis patients who can get treated from July the 1st. At 82, Robert Jones has a spring in his step after having a heart procedure he didn't know he needed. Feeling much more buoyant, as it were, and uh, confident and happy with, with my life, you know. And at 82, I can't complain. Diagnosed with aortic stenosis, his heart valve was narrowing. So when you exercise or do activities, you can't get enough blood. But a transcatheter aortic valve implantation, also known as a TAVI, is saving lives. It's a minimally invasive heart valve replacement and doesn't require open heart surgery. A new heart valve implanted inside the old sick valve. Less than an hour 
to perform. And often our patients are walking at, uh, on the same day after the procedure. The life-threatening condition, often mistaken for ageing, affects around 100,000 Australians and nine times out of ten, people don't know they have it. 10,000 people diagnosed every year. If aortic stenosis isn't treated correctly, more than half the people diagnosed are at risk of dying within two years. But the medical community is moving fast. The procedure will be available on Medicare on July 1st. I would recommend it thoroughly. I came out of it quite quickly. Isabel Mullen, 7 News. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In sport, he was the number one target of the New South Wales Blues in Game 1, an undertaking that Cameron Munster isn't expecting to change this weekend. The Maroons superstar is fully aware he'll come under the spotlight once again, not that it seems to phase Munster. Look, I'm just going to go out there and play my style of footy, um, and I know they're going to come and be coming for me, and I'm probably going to have a lot more hit on me than I did in Game 1. The Maroons fly to Perth today, where they'll continue their preparation towards Sunday's game. While the Blues and Maroons are building towards Game 2 on Sunday, there's another State of Origin series happening beforehand. In a standalone match, the women will chase the bragging rights tomorrow night in Canberra. The Maroons have won the last two series. Next year, the Origin rivalry is set to expand to a two-game series. An extraordinary milestone awaits Fremantle's David Mundy this Saturday when the Dockers take on Carlton at Marvel Stadium. The statesman will chalk up his 366th AFL game. As a result, Mundy, Mundy enters the VFL-AFL top 10 for games played. Mundy was selected by Fremantle in the 2003 AFL draft before making his debut in 2005. The recruitment of overseas players is set to revolutionise this summer's Big Bash League competition. In an announcement by Cricket Australia, a new player draft has been introduced to help lure some of the biggest T20 superstars to Australian shores. BBL franchises will be allowed to recruit up to three primary overseas players. The draft will take place in the coming months. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough and front crossing into western Victoria and Tasmania will cause showers, heaviest over Tasmania's west. Cool winds and nearby troughs will lead to showers over southwest Western Australia and northern Queensland. A broad ridge will bring a chilly morning, followed by a mostly settled and dry day elsewhere. 
Around the capitals today, sunny in Brisbane, heading for a top of 23 degrees. Mostly sunny, 19 the top in Sydney. Partly cloudy with a top of 13 in Canberra. Partly cloudy and becoming windy in Melbourne today, a top of 17. Showers developing, 16 in Hobart. Mostly sunny with a top of 18 in Adelaide. Showers and 19 in Perth today and sunny and 32 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday.